Hello, 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 and welcome to Talking the Walk, real people seeking a real God. I'm your host, Bob Dignan, and I'll be joined shortly by Tracy Lahr, the evangelist of the Champaign Church of Christ. We're going to be talking today about our tagline. Yes, we're keeping the podcast super meta as we start off here. Um, real people seeking a real God. Why, why did that resonate with us? Why did we like that? Why do we want to move forward with that? At least what we're calling it this week. Um, certainly open to more suggestions of how to take this podcast, where to go with it. Uh, daylight savings time has ended around the, the Champagne uh, Midwest, and we're uh, rested, we're ready to go, we're ready to tackle this uh, winter season with some deep uh, questions. We're here to tackle issues that relate to our everyday lives, and um, here we're really going to kind of flesh out why does Real People Seeking a Real God really embody the mission of this podcast. So uh, we'll pick it up in the middle of discussing why do we change the name. This is Talking the Walk, Real People Seeking a Real God. There you go. And we've already changed the title. <laughs> and, and, and it was without any input. No. Yet, uh, no. We just, uh, we're, we're doing it ourselves. Not that we're not open for input. No, we are. We're, we're um, so open for input that we'll take it from each other. There you go. I mean, we just kind of, but we, it, the name is morphing even as we talk. Yes. And we're fixing uh, technical glitches as we go. The microphones are now faced the correct direction. That is so embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, okay. good. Now I talk about rookie mistakes. But, uh, <laughs> for a couple of, yeah. yeah. yeah it's a couple fine. of rookies. What are we going to do? We're, we're fixing things as we go. Um, I, 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 I sense, uh, because I've talked to you about what we want to talk about tonight, that we could hone in a little bit on why do we call this thing real people seeking a real God? What's right. the point to all that? I mean, why, why, why did that resonate with you? And, and in some ways, this kind of defines uh, the mission of this podcast. Sure, sure. What we're here to do. So what, in what ways does that kind of resonate? Well, yeah, I mean, to me, the name of the podcast, whether it's, you know, Walk Talk or talking the walk or walking the talk, walking the talk or whatever. It, it was irrelevant uh, to me as long as we, we that, that tagline, that, that hook, if you will, real people seeking a real God. Because to me, that's, I mean, that's not a great title, but it's a great mission statement. It's a great guiding light um, because it, it, it defines our selves where we are, and it defines where we're going or where we're, what we're trying to get to, what we're striving to, to, to be. And uh, I'm hoping that all of our podcasts are going to really try to, to fulfill both of those things, being real ourselves and trying to, to, to find the real God. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I've, been, I've been looking and studying out some things, and, and when Jesus was, was gathering his crew, you know, he was just getting started. Uh, he didn't have his 12 yet, you know, his apostles and all of that kind of stuff. He hadn't really kicked off his ministry. In John chapter 1, verse 47, he, he meets this guy named Nathaniel. Hmm. And when he sees him, he said, here's a guy, here's an Israelite. He's an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Um, and and that's like a pretty stand-up guy. Yeah, yeah. It impressed Jesus. He didn't look at him and say, look, here is you know, a sinless guy. He didn't say, here's a, uh, a super sharp guy, well-educated, put together, responsible. He didn't even say, here's a guy who's basically got his life together. All I need to do is, you know, smooth off some rough edges and I'll have a perfect disciple. Mm-hmm. 
he just said, no, here's a guy. He's just a real guy. He's honest. He's sincere. He's like, you know, the catchphrase this, you know, in these days is authentic. Yes, yes. Very authentic. He's authentic. True to himself. You know, but, but, but just, you know, you see kind of get, you kind of get the opinion that what you see is what you get. On the other hand, he wasn't arrogant about it in the fact of this is the way I am and, and, and I'm never going to change, you know, love me or, you know, hate me or whatever, but I, I am what I am. Uh, because Jesus would take and change him. He would grow and mature, but he, he had to be honest. He had to be real. And that, I think that's what we should really strive to be always. Because, you know, when we start to think about, oh, okay, you know, well, uh, I can't think that way. I can't talk that way. I can't be that way. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. But if it's in me, that's that's who I am. You know? Now, it might not be right. I might need to grow. I might need to change. But it doesn't change. But, but, but if I am that way, I need to at least face that. You know, that's who I am. Yeah, not running away from something that, that that's going on with you right now. Or yeah, or at least trying to hide it, disguise yeah. it, uh, wrap it up in Christian wording um, or, or, or things like that. You know, there, there's the 12-step program, you know, that AA and NA and every other anonymous uh, mm-hmm. reiteration of that uses. Step number one is realize... You're a mess. You're powerless. You know, be honest. Face the fact that who you really are. Be real. And all of those things, those whether they're, it's not a spiritual thing even. It's a worldly thing. Everybody says the first step of real growth is an honest, authentic, genuine assessment of where you really are, who you will be real. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the middle of a book on relationships and there's a whole chapter devoted to how lying and, and, you know, mistrust okay. can just be the absolute foundation shaker of any relationship. Right. Um, and, and how that's really fundamental to progressing forward in a relationship. So mm-hmm. even if we're talking about um, between someone and God being, absolutely honest with where that is um helps to build a foundation to go off of sort of what you were saying sure um that you can you can move from that place you can't really move very far if it's centered around covering things up and trying to lie your way around it and 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 the worst kind of lying is of course the lying to ourselves Thinking you're convincing yourself you're more than you really are Mm. convincing yourself that you're something that you're really not and, uh, you know, Hebrews says in chapter 4, I think it's verse 13, where it says, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him, uh, to whom we must must give an account. So part of it is like, why are you even lying, man? I mean, yeah, why start? God knows, okay? Uh, but, you know, we can, and you can, I guess you can fool some other people, you know, some of the time. You'll never fool everybody all of the time. I, I, I pretty much mm-hmm. come to that conclusion in my 50 years uh, that you know the truth will out but um yeah that that lying and starting so that's what we want to not have here okay okay we want to be real uh when we talk to people uh you know about real problems real struggles because you know there, there, there is a and this gets to the second point about a real god there there is this false teaching out there i think this false doctrine about if I follow Jesus, everything will be great. God will just bless me, bless me, bless me, and my life will just be blessed. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. 
the Bible doesn't teach it, and reality doesn't teach it. <laughs> you know, so so it's sort of uh, you know, it, it's I don't, it's aiming for something that's just not not ever going to happen. It, well, it's it's not even there. Yeah, right. And um, I mean, it's trying to get heaven on earth, and heaven's not supposed to be on earth. Heaven's supposed to be in heaven. Right. Yeah. And but some people try to defend that by denying. That they're screwed up or denying that they're struggling or denying that they're doubting. And, and somehow we can feel disloyal to God if I doubt him or disloyal to God if I'm angry at him or disloyalty, uh, disloyal to God um, if, 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 I, if I question what he's doing. Now, I'm not saying those are all good places to be in. Not the ideal. Right. You don't strive every day to, to oh, do yeah. all those I things. I want to wake up and question God. Uh-huh. Right. But... If I'm there, I need to be honest with it and legitimately look at it and, and, and examine it. And how do I how do I handle this? Because that's real. Mm-hmm. And that's what uh, I think everybody can appreciate. Even, you know, there's certain politicians who shall remain nameless. But uh, uh, I used to live in Massachusetts and we had a certain senator that was a senator forever up there. And uh, then there was another certain senator up there that was running for president back, I think, in the 80s. And some people had asked me about, what do you think about, you know, this guy, this presidential candidate? And I said, you know what? I have no idea. I really don't know what he believes. Now, the other guy, I don't agree with him on everything, but I always know where he stands, and he's very consistent, and he's, he's, you know Clear, exactly yeah. what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And I respect that, even though I don't agree with him. The other guy, he'll change, you know, and he didn't get elected, evidently, but but you know he he changed whichever way the wind blew. Um, I, I think people can respect someone being real, even if they don't agree. They say, "Okay, but I see where you're coming from. You're being honest with me. You're being honest with yourself." Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we can do that. And then, secondly, we're trying to seek a real God, and um, it's, it's something that uh, you know we kind of coined a phrase the other day in, in, in a lesson here at church called "We need to redefine." The divine. Redefine the divine. Yeah, yeah. And, and redefine God for people. So many times, I think that's what Jesus was doing so much of the time, was redefining God. Six times in the Sermon on the Mount, that's in Matthew chapter 5, he, he, he uses the phrase, you've heard that it was said, but I say. But I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like... And, some of the times when he said, you heard that it was said, he was quoting Old Testament stuff. I mean, it wasn't that he was making up stuff or even just grabbing old wives' tales. Yeah, right. You know, it, but, but he was, but I tell you, he would, he would say, this is what's really going on. This is where God's heart really is on this. Then later in, in chapters 6 and 7, where, where the Sermon on the Mount continues, he expands on things to teach people about such basics as, you know, giving to help others, prayer fasting, forgiveness, materialism, how to prioritize your life, judging other people. And he warns people against false teachers and false prophets, which implies that there are such things, you know. And and he goes in and he says, basically he ends it with saying there's going to be a whole lot of people. Matter of fact, the majority of people are going to think they're saved but they're really going to find out they're not, and they never were. And why? Because they were following a God that wasn't real. It wasn't the real God. It was a form of it, maybe. It was a a kind of a perversion of it. Mm. 
And Jesus continually trying to, to, to redefine God for them and say, this is what's really going on. I mean, back in Matthew 19, they, they hammer on him about the question of divorce and remarriage. And, you know, he, he tells them, yeah, I know that's the way it is now, but that's not the way God intended it to be from the beginning. And he says, let me, let me redefine what God really intended here. And a little bit later in Matthew 22, um, and this story is repeated in, in Mark and in Luke. They're trying to test Jesus, you know, like, oh, we're going to get you on this one. And, uh, you know, they talk about this woman who marries a guy and he dies and she marries another one and he dies and she marries another one and he dies. I mean, talk about a widow maker, man. Yep. Seven husbands, right? And then they go, okay, now in the resurrection, whose wife is she? And then they're like, ho, ho, ho. See what he says. And Jesus says, you guys are idiots because you don't even know the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't say idiots, but that was my interpretation. He <laughs> says, you, 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 just, you, you don't know what you're talking about because you don't know. In the resurrection, there is no marriage. Your place in worldly institutions and worldly things on a non-worldly place. Mm-hmm. And he goes, but, you don't, but the point is, is you don't even know the scriptures. Yet these were the religious leaders asking him the question. And uh, that's why he says, you are in error. That's what he said. And he didn't say you're an idiot. He said, you are in error. Because you don't know the scriptures or the power of God. So, you know, I think sometimes we've got to, I think, really redefine the divine. Well, but you're not necessarily saying we should take after Jesus in that we should, like, think we can just rewrite whatever we think God's saying. Well, I'm, I'm hoping we can't just rewrite yeah. what, what we think God's saying. But what we can do is say, hey, look. Let's be real. <laughs> I mean, I keep saying that word over and over and over again. Uh-huh. But let's look at the Bible. Let's see what this is really say. Don't look at this just one verse. Because you know what? I can play dueling verses all day long. Yeah. And so if one verse says A and one verse says B, my options are either this one's right and this one's wrong, or this other one's right and this one's wrong, or there's got to be a third option where both of them make sense. And let's figure this out. Let's talk it out. Let's try mm-hmm. to find what God's really doing here. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that the Bible is not a list of do's and don'ts, although there are some lists in there like that. It is a book that God reveals himself to thinking human beings so that we can interpret what he wants for us as, as his people in the year 2015, 16, whatever, whether we're in... Champaign, Illinois, or whether we're in, you know, the Congo, Africa, or whether we're in Siberia or South America or Mongolia, you know, all over, there's got to be principles here. Not, you know, always there's a one size fits all. There's got to be a principle that we can work on sometimes. And that's what I'm saying. I want to find the real God. And uh, I'm not saying I've got the, all the answers. I'll be I'll, I'll be real about that absolutely. But you know where the source is. Exactly. Yeah. Because because also something you were saying earlier about, you know, you could be thinking you're following the real god sure. or invoking the real god in this but but really not is it it does like I can't in and of myself being a human, I can't make whatever I'm doing be 
be in the name of the real God. I and, need and, be... and for that very reason, it becomes in the name of God. Yeah, right, I'm right. saying like he's sep- a separate entity from me. Like he's got his own sure, agenda. He's sure. got his own will. He's got his own way of doing things. And for me to seek him out, the, the real him, I have to be willing to lay down maybe some of my preconceptions of what that might be right. to learn from scratch. And all I'm talking about is we're, we're trying to seek that real God, okay? And, and sometimes we may not be able to totally find him. Mm-hmm. There may be times where we go, you know what? I don't see a clear-cut answer on this one. Uh, it, it, it may be that. Are we secure enough, you know, to, to do that? But at least I'm seeking it. I'm finding it. We will uh, examine things and go, does this sound logical? Does this go along with what the Bible says? Does this go along with the principles of what God is all about that his word uh, expresses? Does this make sense? Yeah, but a lot of people don't really feel like the real God makes sense. So that's 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 Very hard, good. right? Yeah. Because we're like we're thinking I'm a logical person. This description of God sure. doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense logically. And then there, there's a so lot there's of... there's there's a couple of options there, aren't mm-hmm. there? Okay, either my perception of God is off, or God is off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's interesting. I, I've got a good friend. He's going to be coming and visiting us in a couple of weeks. Um, Alexander Tilyetnikov. Yeah, we call him Sasha. I don't know why Russians do that. His name is Alexander, and what is short? Alex? No, it's Sasha. 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 But anyway, Sasha's coming in. Now, Sasha was raised in Siberia. Raised from a very early age, taught to hate Americans. This is the way Americans are. This is the way America is. This is how Americans think. This is all they're interested in. This is all they do. Blah, 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 blah. Very Soviet influence very very uh yeah soviet union uh Mm -hmm. communist versus you know capitalism russia versus america so you know all of a sudden the soviet union collapses the 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 the, you know the the world comes into view and he goes wow you're nothing like i thought therefore all of these feelings i had about you are all based on this misinformation, this wrong, you know, his idea of America and Americans has been redefined. And uh, therefore, all of his conclusions and therefore his emotions and all of those things shifted. There are a lot of people that feel like, okay, God is angry. God's illogical. I was just uh, uh, looking at something just, just recently. Something God is I mean, you can believe the angry words used to associate it with God that this person, I mean, he's obviously got a chip on his shoulder and stuff. And I think I need to help redefine God because this is not the God I'm thinking of at all, mm-hmm. you know, and, and either, you know, either he's right or I'm right, you know, because I don't think God can be both of these things. I don't think but God can can be sadomasochistic and, you know, all of these other things that, that uh, megalomaniac and blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, something is off. Somebody's off base. Could be me. I'm hoping it's not, and I don't feel like it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm willing to look at the real issues and say, well, let's do it. Real people seeking a real God. Because if he exists, I've got to find him, and i got to find out what his opinion is. Mm. If God exists, and I believe he does, I believe science and logic point to the fact that God exists. 
Um, even, you know, Richard Dawkins, the most famous right now atheist, you know, he's, he's carved out quite a, a lucrative career off of being an atheist and slamming uh, people who believe in God. I've seen him on uh, and, and, and being interviewed admitting um, there had to be an intelligent designer to the universe. That just spontaneous, boom, here we are, does not work. Hmm. Both in physics, in mathematics, in, in everything else. It right. doesn't work. Anyway, it doesn't. And so they, they hammer him down. Well, how do you think it happened? And he finally came down to it was aliens. Hmm. Which doesn't make sense to me because aliens would have had to have come outside of our physical universe so to create our so physical universe. Yeah. Um, but be that as it may, you know, I'm going, well, are my choices are aliens or a spiritual being that somehow... From another dimension, if you want to use that phrase, if that helps, you know, something that's not of this physical world that we know and understand. You know, which one is it? You know, I, I think it points to that there was something. Mm-hmm. Okay, there was something. And my my thing is, do I if if it is God, what we call God, you know, Jehovah, mm-hmm. um, does he have an opinion? <laughs> you know, that's important to me. I want to know. That so might I wanna, affect your life. Yes. I mean, it, 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 does this have any more effect on me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I want to seek him. I want to seek the real God. Okay. And um, that's kind of the goal of the podcast. What do you say to somebody who is interested in being real to themselves and those around them, but isn't necessarily in the position to be seeking that real God? I what mean, do you mean in the position? I'm like they're they're just sitting back. They're they're okay. Not not doing that. Okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, this is the journey I'm on. Hmm. Okay. And when I talk about the real me, I mean, I, I've come to the conclusion. And, and again, this is kind of this this modern teaching, this modern philosophy. We hear it in music. We see it in, in entertainment. You're perfect just the way you are. Uh, don't try to change, be true to yourself. And we paint things in it. And I've concluded after, you know, okay, I'll say a 53, sneaking up on 54 years, I am far from perfect the way I am. Okay. I am not perfect. I am a multi flawed individual. I have a lot of things that I wish I didn't have in my character and in my life. I have got tons of regrets because of those things. So this this thing of you're perfect, don't change for anybody. That's 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 crazy. That's that's stupid. We don't even honestly expect that from each other. If you're a jerk, your friends expect you to quit acting like a jerk and start respecting them. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that's what we expect from one another, right? I mean, typically. Typically. Yeah, and and so where where am I going with all of this? I think if I'm looking at I want to be real. I'd be real about who I am, but that doesn't mean I'm okay mm. with that. That just that's just step one. Who I am, but who can I be? Who do I need to be? Who was I created to be? What is my purpose? What is my reason for for being? What can I become? What am I supposed to become? Those are all very deep, real questions that people have been asking for centuries. Yeah, very, very deep, yeah. Uh, I want to keep asking those because I think those are things we've all got to ask ourselves. I just happen to believe that the God uh, of the Bible, the God of the New Testament, the God of Jesus, 
has a plan for who we're supposed to be, for, for, for our purpose of being here and, and why uh, we are what we are and what we can become. I believe that. So uh, that's why I, I, I try to be real with who I am, but I seek him to become a better man and consequently a better husband and a better father and a better friend and a better grandfather, yada, yada, yada. Right. Um, but you know what's somewhat different about this discussion and this seeking is it's not seeking God for the for the the, the hope, the end hope of just like, you know, heaven and right. that kind of mystical land that, that I think so often gets kind of that overshadows everything you just described. Sure. It's like, you know, you're just in this to, you know, kind of the Christian word of get saved. Mm-hmm. And I'm saved. And, and what does that really mean? What you're talking about is your life is different. Uh, well, I think there's both both things. I mean, there, right. there's, there's an ultimate end game, uh, you know, type of a deal. Because uh, I think we've mentioned, you know, I mean, everybody's going to die, right? Mortality rate, rate is 100%. So we're all going to end up, something's going to happen. Hmm. Uh, but, but in the meantime, I am hoping and intending and planning on living a long life. So in this life, I, I want to take it full advantage of it. Yeah, I want to live the that? best life that I can, keeping in mind that there's an end game. I don't want to sacrifice the end game. It's just, you know, that's the foolishness of, of, of narcotics, isn't it? I want to sacrifice a long, healthy life to get a good buzz, you know, for, the, for five years being, a, you know, a meth addict. Um, well, you're going to kill yourself. Yeah, but it's my life. He's going, dude, that's just not logical. That's not, you know, type of deal. I don't want to sacrifice an afterlife just for a, some, some jollies here, which in my uh, experience, some of the things that, that are kind of considered the, the good things to get here uh, can, can very quickly backfire on you, you know, uh, you know, the, the promiscuous, I, I just want to mess around with as many women as possible and just, you know, do it, do it, you know. And, and it's funny, you know, this, this, the uh, Stephen Sills song, if you can't be with the one you love, love the one you with. Right. I heard an interview with him last this past year who he was going, what a stupid thing to say. What a <laughs> stupid, I can't believe it. You know, but that's where he was when he was young. Sure. Now that he's older, he goes, how stupid is that? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, but when we're young, we think, "Oh yeah, that's the way to go, man." Mm. You can't be with the one you love; just love the one you're with. And then you get a few years on you, and you go, "That didn't bring me the happiness and, and contentment I thought it was going to be." And you know, I, I'm I'm very much in love with my wife in a monogamous relationship. And I know this out of the let's just estimate it somewhere in the neighborhood of four and a half billion women on the planet. Um, I, I can go to bed at night knowing one of them loves me unconditionally. Mm-hmm. That's good enough for me. You know what? I mean, and when I get older and fatter and grayer and all of the other errs that are now coming upon my, my body, mm-hmm. um, she will still love me and be there for me. And that is so much more important than, you know, love the one you're with. Mm-hmm. That whole philosophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's something real. That's something special, and that's why I think God said, "You find that one, you know, and you stick with that one." Because um, in the long run, that's really what's important. That intimacy that's not based on sex and the physical, which eventually 
Father Time and Mother Nature and gravity will, will diminish to a certain degree, you can still have the incredible amount of intimacy hmm. uh, because it's not based on this outward wrapping. Uh, you know, but, you know, I mean, sex at 60, sex at 70. I asked my grandfather about that once. He said he's heard of it, but he doubted it. I don't know what that, I mean, my parent, grandparents slept in different bedrooms. I was a kid. What did times. I know? I didn't even know what that meant. Yeah. Yes. But. <laughs> um, and, and I don't know how we ended up on that. <laughs> I'm being real. Maybe You're that's being it. real. That's, and that's fine. We're, we're free to do that here. <laughs> that's the point. Uh, I think I think ultimately, you know, when uh, there's three parts to this, I see it. There's the real people, and that's and you spend a lot of time kind of talking about how, in a lot of ways, that's covering up ourselves, you know, and, and we don't really benefit right. a lot from that. There, right. there might the be masks we wear that there, we try to convince people we are something. We're yeah, really not. there might be short term benefits. You might sure. feel like you're getting away with something, but in the long run, it it only brings you down and, sure. and, and stresses you out really insecure because yeah. you know it's not real you know it's not real so there's that part, part that we focus on we talked about real god and, and the fact that you know and that's where you kind of got a little more philosophical in thinking that yeah. if it's a separate thing then it, god doesn't really isn't affected by what i think or what i care but we need to go after in that way and then the seeking part i think is what we're kind of ending on here where you know it's it's every day. It's different decisions that add up over time. It's because what those we're dis- faced with real challenges every day. Yeah. To, to, yes. Right. It's not about you know saying oh I'm going to seek God. You do that once. You 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 kind of yeah. declare that, and then the rest of your life is. I is, found him. I put him in my back. Yeah, pocket. a rainbow that yeah, you're just you floating on towards heaven. Um, it's it's continually seeking. Um, right, and I know since we've already sort of recorded what's going to come after this, <laughs> that we're going to get into some of that deep stuff. Uh, what does right, it mean? Right. Um, I, I, we're going to come up to first. What does it mean to experience pain and suffering in this world? Right, and how and, does that affect God and how I feel about God, my perception of God? Right, right, and we even have interviews of folks that are going through um, painful, sure. uh, you know, times and and times of struggle. And how does that affect their relationship with God? Right. So plenty coming up in terms and of the podcast. We've got uh, the interview with Dave Tomlinson, which, again, I don't know where it's going to land in, in mm. the schedule. But here, you know, you've got a guy who's a fireman, an EMT, who deals uh, on, on, on a daily basis almost life and death and sometimes death. It's death. And, again, those are real issues that, mm-hmm. you know, we can sit here and talk about everybody's going to die. But I've never had somebody die in my arms. I've never had somebody right in front of me just breathe their last and nope, look me in the neither. eye and die. And uh, those are real things that cause you to to think, you know. And so I'm really looking forward to talking to Dave and, and, and finding how does he handle that? How mm-hmm. does he... How does that affect his faith in God and, and things like that? Yeah, definitely. All right, so keep in touch. Uh, ChampagneChurch at gmail.com with any there suggestions or questions, and we'll keep... Keep uh, those lock cards and letters coming. Yep, we will keep talking the walk. Beautiful. So there you have it, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and we are out of time for this podcast. But what we're going to do, because we do want to bring that interview with Dave... <coughs> Excuse me. I thought I could maybe edit that out, but maybe real people. I got a little bug in my throat. We'll just keep that in there. That'll be for fun. For the people who stay to the end and listen to the entire podcast, we are going to bring the interview with Dave Tomlinson, a uh, local firefighter. 
in another episode. Figure it probably doesn't make sense to tack it on to this episode, which is already getting pretty lengthy. So we'll just make an episode 2.5, and you can hear all about Dave as a fireman, how his work impacts his relationship with God, and how uh, the show Emergency, um, from sometime long before I was born, uh, can, can have such a profound impact on culture as we know it today. Um, so look forward for that podcast. We'll call it episode 2.5.